Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Tobias, the owner and CEO of Tapster. And today we're going to look at what's going on in the financial realm and how things are going to change over the next couple of years and how you yourself are going to overcome these challenges. So it is going to be an interesting, it's going to be a whirlwind of a ride. But before we go any further, Tobias, introduce yourself, please. Tell me a bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Uh, so my name is Tobias Eriksson, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tapster. Uh, briefly about myself, uh, I've been running different businesses for quite many years. Uh, and uh, the reason actually why we founded Tapster was that previously to Tapster, me and a couple of friends, we founded a watch company called Triba. Uh, and uh, while uh, in 2015-16, when Apple were launching their first smartwatch, the whole watch industry actually panicked. Uh, even smaller companies like a Swedish watch company, but also the big Swiss giants, uh, because no one wanted to become the watch industry's uh, Nokia, in that <laughs> sense of uh, if you make a comparison to mobile phones. So, uh, so we started uh, in our little watch company investigate on how to make an analog watch a little bit smarter, and we uh, came into uh, the uh, passive segment where, if you could do some kind of uh, functionality that didn't require any battery or uh, internet connection, and. Uh, during that period of time, we actually came in contact with, uh, we spoke both to MasterCard and Visa, but we came in contact with a, uh, what we're calling a wallet provider, uh, a company called Fidesmo that actually could help us doing this. So, uh, so we actually founded Tapser within Triva, but by the end of uh, 2019, early 2020, we decided that uh, this had to become an entity and a company of its own. So uh, then we founded the company Tree Tapster, and uh, then we have been running this uh, ever since. Since that. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. You know, it's a nice little segue from wearables and watches to then go into the financial market. Nice little entrance to the market, really. Yeah, it's uh, it was actually, and we thought that we were going to sell millions of watch straps, uh, and uh, and uh, people should pay with their analog watches. However, we we saw that there was an interest within the the watch industry and the segment there, but the watch industry is very conservative, and uh, so we thought that we need to find different ways of uh, of pushing out the products, uh, uh, not only through the watch retail retailers, and also we had to develop more products in terms of uh, not only watch straps. So the first thing we did was actually doing uh, actually key rings uh, in an early stage. 
which seemed to be actually uh, it was actually more successful than the watch straps. Oh right, okay, that's that's fantastic to hear. So tell me a little bit more about what Tapster actually do. What what, what services do they provide, or what products do they offer? Yeah, so Tapster is what we call a wearable slash fintech company. What we do is that we we develop uh, passive wearables. Uh, wearables uh, is something that you actually carry on yourself. It could be a ring, could be a bracelet, could be a watch bracelet, could be a uh, sticker, for example, or a key ring. Uh, what we do with this uh, wearable is that we, together with uh, the technology that we're using, is that we, what we do is we tokenize a credit card from from a bank, uh, and we put this token or new identity, we put that into the wearable, and that wearable is then being used as uh, uh, as a, a payment tool in that sense. Uh, so that is in brief what we do actually, uh, and uh, we work closely uh, closely with the banks. We work closely with Mastercard and Visa because uh, what we see in the uh, in this uh, sector is that, and it's not only we that see that, but we we believe that within five years, uh, the plastic credit and debit cards uh, will decrease uh, a lot in uh, in volume. We see that everything is going towards wearable payments. And when we speak about wearable payments and wearables, you actually can say that you have three different uh, uh, three different types of wearables where you pay with. You have the smartphone-based digital wallets. That could be Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, for example, where you actually use your mobile phone uh, to, to pay with. Then you have what we call active wearables. That could be a smartphone, a smart, uh, smartwatch. Yeah. Uh, could be, for example, Garmin. Garmin Pay or a uh, or a Fitbit, uh, Fitbit bracelet. Okay. Something that you need to charge and also needs uh, uh, internet connection. And then you have what we are focusing on, which we call this the passive segment, the passive wearables. No need for battery or internet connection. The smoothest and easiest way to pay. You don't have to worry about the, the batteries running out of the mobile phone or anything. That is where we operate. Okay, nice. Thank you for that overview um, of what you're doing and what's going to happen moving forward. So. Obviously, working within the payment landscape, it's changing all the time, especially over the last, say, 10, 15 years, a lot of neobanks popping up versus the older style banks. What are the major trends or changes that you observed in recent years that are shaping the way we make payments? What do you see? I would say that uh, you still have, uh, you have, what, what I would say is that the biggest change is that, of course, you have the incumbent banks, the classic banks, and yeah. then you have the neobanks like Revolut, Klarna, Curve, for example, and then you have uh, you have you have two really robust rails in that sense. You have Mastercard and you have Visa. Those are still going to be very actual. Uh, they they're still going to operate in a, in the quite the same way, but with different type of payment tools. But what the biggest thing I would say is. Uh, the buy now, pay later, their own rail in that sense, especially for online payments that, uh, for example, Klarna, what Klarna is doing is that they are have created something that doesn't ha- that doesn't involve actually uh, Mastercard and Visa. And that is a big thing. And that needs to be for, yeah, you have to, you have to maneuver around that, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's interesting to see. 
And how would you say you stand out as a company in comparison to the newer banks that have popped up? Yeah, now we we work we work with both neobanks and with incumbent oh, okay. banks. So what we do is that with our products, uh, we see that, uh, for example, if you look at uh, neobanks, when we work with a neobank, we help the neobank uh, because the neobank normally struggles with low usage of their debit and or, or their cards, their credit cards. They are normally what we call a wallet card, not always, but they have pushed out a lot of cards and many of those cards are inactive, meaning okay. that they're not, they're not being used. Yeah. Uh, and that is something that uh, actually all banks are struggling with or, or uh, card issuers, uh, but especially the, uh, the neobanks. But if we can uh, work with a neobank uh, and we can actually tokenize that credit card and put it onto a ring, for example, which is, a, is our by far most popular product, we know that uh, the usage will increase rapidly. We will have a lot more transactions uh, over uh, on a monthly period. We will also see a, a higher, uh, yeah, the, the, the transactions are uh, in volume are much, much higher than if you only use the the plastic plastic card, yeah. so uh, we help the uh, the neo banks, and also yeah we help them become what we call uh, their card becomes the top of wallet card just by the ease of usage of our wearables, and just just to uh, the top of wallet um, uh, means actually that the 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 that's the, very important for all banks, NEO or incumbent, that the top of wallet card is the card mostly used in yeah. the wallet. And that creates loyalty and it creates uh, uh, revenue for the bank uh, in, in terms of interchange. But also uh, if you're using the card all the time, you might have your housing loans uh, yeah. and everything. So it's uh, it's very correlated, yeah. To be fair, I think I know if I go for my wallet now and there's one or two cards in there, I don't think I've used for a fair few months, but there's always the go-to card I, I always use. Yeah. So it's always good to be the on-top card and not the one that's forgotten about. Exactly. And if you have that, if you have one card in, for example, a ring, just by the ease of use, because you always have it on you, you don't have to reach for the pocket, you don't have to uh, use Face ID in the phone or anything, yeah. just by the habit on the ring of your finger, you will start using it. We have uh, we have quite clear evidence of, of, of that now. Now also, as, as as long as we get the, the statistics that we are asking for, yeah. I suppose it's just also the ease of, ease of it. If it's cold outside, getting your wallet out, and it's just a hassle. But when you on your hands, it's very much. Yeah, uh, especially when you uh, also live in uh, in the north of Europe, where we are living, and. Especially if you have an, uh, a mobile phone uh, and you have a, an older version of a mobile phone where you have a quite bad battery, if you're in 15 or 20 minus degrees Celsius, your battery can run out in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you're, you're standing there without any terms of you cannot pay because if you don't have battery in the phone, you cannot pay if you're using Apple or Google Pay. I suppose it, that comes with the stress. I know people spoke about this when they bought an electric car and it's that underlying stress of is the car going to run out of electricity? And it's the same now with people with phones. If you only got, I know when I go, I leave my wallet at home and just take my phone. Then I'm like, if my phone dies, I have no form of communication, of course, but also there's no form of payments. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is a little bit what we see also. What we predict, we predict the death or 
the slow death of the plastic card. But we believe that, for example, the smartphone-based wallets uh, through the uh, uh, yeah that you have in the phone, like Apple Watch, Apple Pay, or Google Pay, those will probably be the largest. Yeah, they, those will be used a lot in the future. Yeah. But you will not only have one device to pay with. You will probably have you will have the you will have Apple Pay, but you will also have a Tapster, which is for some people it's very individual how you will pay because. Some people are very, very, very focused on I'm only using Apple Pay. Okay, good for them. But then they they will probably need uh, an extra security. They will have an additional passive wearable that they always bring with them because if something happens, then on the other hand, you will have, you will have people that that will not have their their mobile phone with them all the time because they they think it's uh, great stress and everything because you've always been reached. And I, we especially see that within. Uh, uh, within millennials, that they are actually now, uh, uh, they are actually leaving uh, the the phones more more uh, at home when they go out uh, jogging or going to yoga and everything. So they they see that they are much more individual than, for example, Generation X uh, people. That they are uh, the Generation X people are very much focused. They always bring their phone, yeah. but with them. They they actually work more for themselves, so they actually try to create well being also in, uh, in that sense. Okay, okay. This sort of goes on to my next question. Obviously, mobile payments, digital wallets, contactless payments, hugely popular, even about the past 10 years. What role do you see these technologies playing the fu- playing in the future of payments? Where do you see it actually going from now to another 10 years? I think that uh, that the if you look at the different rails that we're speaking about. And uh, if you have the two schemes, MasterCard and Visa, and you also have American Express, but they are quite small, uh, those I think will stay quite robust and stay stay uh, stay uh, ahead. Uh, then you would use uh, uh, what I've said that you will use the, the 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 phone. You will use uh, passive wearables, and you will use active wearables. But I think also that is only what I think that I think that there will be created more rails uh, uh, outside uh, Mastercard and Visa, for example, buy now pay later. That that could probably be uh, transferred into uh, into fiscal retail. Uh, I don't know how exactly, but uh, but I, I believe that uh, that Apple will probably try to do it. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how, but uh, I think there are there are already attempts in the U.S. that they're trying to create uh, an Apple card without Mastercard and Visa. Okay. Uh, but but there will be new different rates in in terms of paying uh, in that sense. What we uh, we have, you know. Uh, already now we see uh, we, we have here in in Sweden and in Scandinavia. Where in Sweden we have something called um, called Swish, which is account to account payments. That if I if I buy something, if I buy a car from you, yeah. you will probably use Swish to uh, do the uh, bank transaction uh, between us very smooth smoothly. Uh, so that is also something that I predict will increase also. Okay, nice. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Apple released their own bank. It seems they go over everything else. <laughs> yeah, they're not uh, in, uh, if I would comment on that, uh, they're not the most popular uh, player within the banking industry, mildly said, uh, because they, 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 uh, yeah, they, they are charging the banks quite a lot of money, uh, which uh, the banks 
don't like, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Well, let's move forward and let's go into a bit more to security. Obviously, payments security is a, is, a, is a big thing everyone talks about nowadays. How is TAPSA addressing security concerns in the involving payment landscape? I would say that uh, our wearables, because this was one of the first uh, questions that we got in, in the early stage of uh, when we started the company. Oh, this is so unsafe. Uh, what happens if someone uh, passes you and tries to uh, do uh, a skimming uh, of your of your ring and everything? Uh, I would say that, first of all, it's um, we have uh, there is no pin on the uh, transactions here in Sweden is for example 400 it's approximately 35 pounds uh, over that you need to use the same pin code as you have on the plastic card okay. that you have tokenized uh, there's also a uh, uh, EU uh, regulation called PSD2 where you have actually that you can only uh, you can only do transactions up to uh, the amount uh, low low value transactions under 400 in a row up to 1,500 sec, like uh, 30, uh, 130 pounds. After that, if you have done transactions under that uh, under that amount up up to uh, 1,500, you're uh, you need to uh, type in the code uh, uh, the pin yeah. again. Yeah. So, but also. One thing that makes it more secure is also that we don't actually write the uh, uh, the card details on the products, which is quite simple. That yeah, yeah you cannot use them for uh, online fraud or anything. It makes sense. To be fair, if I was walking down the street and I see one of your rings on the floor, it, it, it's hard to deviate that ring from a general ring as well. So. Yeah, and especially when we we just uh, like two weeks ago we launched our own Tapster app, so you can also directly in the app you can actually uh, uh, you can actually just uh, post the the ring if you don't know where where the ring is or the key ring is, you just post it in the in the app, and then you can, as soon as you find the ring again, you can reactivate it. It's very yeah. smooth. Yeah. Okay, nice, safe and secure. Fantastic. Then it, it leads me on to maybe not so safe and secure, but the pandemic, obviously pandemic, big news from recent years. It, fe it feels like it's died out a little bit over the last six months. Yeah, thank God for that. But, <laughs> but I, I would say that we actually, we, we founded Tapster in January 2020. Uh, and uh, and uh, like uh, one, uh, one or two months later, the pandemic hit yeah. the world. And then we thought, okay, this, okay, this was... Uh, two two fun months uh, <laughs> to do this, but but what we saw actually was that that people didn't stop buying stuff in the stores. They had to go to the stores anyway, but they did not want to touch the payment terminals. Yeah. All of a sudden, we realized, okay, this is going to be this is not completely negative for 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 Tapster. So what we saw was that that the uh, the payment terminal companies they actually pushed into making more or less all terminals contactless in Europe, meaning that actually that, that, that countries like Italy, for example, and, uh, and Poland, they now have an extremely high percentage of contactless payment terms. It's all over Europe, but now just using those two. Sweden, Sweden has like almost 100%. Finland, Norway, or Denmark too, of course. But but, but that actually speeded up uh, the uh, the rollout of uh, new modern contactless payment terminals all over uh, all over Europe. So that means actually that for us, 
as long as the uh, the banks are uh, are willing to uh, to launch payment uh, passive wearables, we can go uh, into and enter any market more or less in uh, in Europe, which is fantastic. So the pandemic was a bit of a silver lining and a nice little accelerator. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but it it was not negative for uh, the the rollout of uh, contactless payment terminals. Hence, uh, good for uh, Tapster business. Okay, okay. And you mentioned that Tapster's um, launched its app. Yes. That just came out. Awesome. And how is that changing things for yourself? Yeah, for, for example, is that uh, we will very soon be able to, um, uh, to be able to, uh, what you can do is you can actually, uh, you can, uh, you can, for example, you can, yeah, you can, Pause your ring. You can, uh, but you could also very soon now also be able to put in your own card uh, if you if you want to change your card into that you have in the ring, for example. Yeah. You will be able to do that uh, through the app, what we call in uh, tech terms, self provisioning from from the from the app, and that is a, a very important step for us. Uh, we need to develop uh, the the chips that we have inside we need to they, they need to be uh, aligned with this and also they need to be certified by visa and mastercard because we cannot launch any products or any chips or any wearables if we don't have the okay from from visa and mastercard yeah, of course. that is a really really uh, complicated uh, and also uh, very long process into getting these uh, these chips certified there. Okay. And with regards to the, the, the key rings or the rings, what else can I program into them? Uh, what, what, for example, in my in my ring that I have, uh, now you can't see it because this is a podcast. In my <laughs> ring here, for example, I have, I have my uh, SEB, which is uh, one of the largest banks uh, here in Sweden, uh, my SEB uh, MasterCard. I have my LinkedIn profile, meaning that I, this is my business card. I just tap it on towards any phone and uh, and you will be directly pushed into my LinkedIn profile. Uh, I have a Tesla car key uh, in my ring. I don't have a Tesla. I wish I had a Tesla, but I don't have that, unfortunately. But I have the car key. Uh, I also have... Uh, uh, actually, I also also have actually the digital uh, uh, key to our office uh, office lock, which is digital lock. Uh, that is not an official product that we have launched yet, but uh, we can actually add this into the uh, into the uh, into the wearables, which is fantastic. I can also uh, pay for uh, my daily commute uh, on the subway, for example, oh. on this. Uh, I don't. I cannot put in the monthly card there, uh, the commuter card, but I can pay for uh, uh, for one terms, uh, one term, uh, you know, travel. It's pretty awesome. Is there a limit to how many things you can download onto that card? That, that ring? No, I wouldn't say that because it all is a lot of uh, that. That is something that we work with with our tech partner Fidesmo, uh, and uh, we are constantly developing new new things that we could put in. Uh, the the good thing is that the we are working with uh, with NSC technology, near field communication, and that is the same and you can say the same as contactless. Yeah. And and that technology is quite future safe in that sense. Everything is going towards NFC. Yeah. Meaning that we can continue developing, you know, uh, developing uh, uh, services for this uh, for for a long, long time. Uh, I, 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 my 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 goal is to have, you know, to to completely replace the wallet, to to throw away the wallet and have everything into one ring, in in terms of you know, 
ID. Uh, uh, the uh, the the key to the uh, to your uh, your digital lock in your home, for example, to commute to cars. Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, definitely where the, the future is heading at the moment in time. I think, well, even ten years ago, fifteen years ago, contactless wasn't a thing. Now I can't remember last time I put my pin in or my card into machine to, to actually use it. Just go to the US and you will see because they're yeah, like three, three years behind, uh, which is quite good. For us. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Well, that actually moves into the next sort of question, really. There's a lot of new players within the, the fintech space, especially in Stockholm, but across Europe as well. And how do you view competitors and how do you collaborate in this dynamic environment? Where can you see that going? Yeah, no, but we have, if you we, if we look at like passive wearables, <clears throat> there is not too many competitors out there. We have a few out in Europe. Uh, uh, what we are doing is that we are collaborating closely with the payment schemes, meaning we, co- we, we collaborate closely with MasterCard and Visa. Yeah. But we also collaborate extremely closely with the banks. Yeah. Because we believe that the banks can, uh, because they they need us and we need them because if I would only try to sell products uh, direct to consumer through uh, with performance marketing, it's going to cost a lot of money to uh, to, uh, yeah. to to get yeah. people to understand the product, trust the product. But if we can use uh, the uh, the banks as a uh, as a, a way of uh, reaching their customers because they they trust the bank, we trust the bank, and if we trust the bank and the bank trusts them we can actually they would trust our products too yeah. uh, and also what we help the bank is that we if we put in a uh, the card that is in the ring or the key ring or the watch strap that card will become the top of wallet card and that creates loyalty to the bank uh, and uh, they would have a, a longer period of uh, staying as a, as a customer for the bank. We also see different target groups within the banks. For example, we, we are soon launching kids bracelets uh, from a- aging uh, kids from uh, like seven, eight year old, years old up to maybe 12. Those kids, uh, they, they normally get a plastic card today and they don't have a wallet anymore. They throw, they they, they drop their card. Uh, they don't. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to have a wallet, you know, with with a coin pocket and uh, and I had bills. They don't have that. They sometimes they put it in the in the in their normal pocket in the jacket or behind the uh, uh, or on the uh, in the mobile phone or something. But they are dropping them all the time. And what we can do, if you have a bracelet on the kids, they don't lose it, and uh, it creates a good, yeah, good first step into moving into as a customer in the, in the bank. We also see, you know, senior citizens that will never go into like people born in the 40s and 50s. They will never start using, uh, not everyone, but the majority will never start using uh, smartphone-based digital wallets. Yeah. What we can do there is that we can create a very easy way for them to uh, to pay. Uh, without uh, without the plastic card, uh, so it's very individual in that sense. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you you covered all bases, really. Yeah, we believe that, but uh, we still have, still have a long way to go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's quite apparent how you're <clears throat> transforming payments and how people can conduct payments. 
what opportunities or challenges does it present at the moment in time? Sorry, I didn't understand that. So the concept of open banking is obviously getting mentioned. How does Tapster see open banking transforming payments and what opportunities or challenges does it present? Yeah, no, with open banking comes a lot, many more new card issuers in that sense. It could be like a, a new bank or just uh, someone who wants to uh, to uh, create a credit card uh, for themselves. What we can help them with is that we can, uh, of course, increase the spend on uh, on their cards. If, uh, if, if Instead of having a plastic card, uh, you, they will get a ring instead. If you look at the Neobank, uh, uh, we know that with, if you put the ring, if you put the card into the ring, you will use it a lot more because it's much more smooth and uh, yeah, by ease of paying. Uh, so we, what we can do there is that we can, number one, increase the uh, the spend on the actual card. But what we also can do is that we can move, because if you if you go back to the new banks, there a lot of them are struggling with uh, uh, card portfolios with a lot of inactive cards and especially with the cards that no one pays for. Yeah. Uh, we can help them move them from a freemium subscription to a premium subscription, meaning that they could actually they could actually get paid. The uh, card issuer can get paid for having the card issued by, for example, it's it's like you know when you bought a mobile phone in the early stages that you will get this mobile phone if you sign up for a subscription of for 24 months. Here's the same thing. We can help them if you go from this premium subscription within this new bank and you go into a premium subscription, you pay five euros a month. You will get this ring. Uh, you will get this ring for free, but it's actually not for free because you pay. <laughs> but yes, yeah. but 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 that is a way to move people, push them from premium to uh, into actually uh, paying a monthly subscription. Okay, nice. And just a couple more questions before we round off. Uh, for businesses and consumers, what should they be doing now to prepare, to prepare and adapt for these changes in the payment landscape? I would say that they need to explore a little bit more on uh, trying new ways of, of paying uh, instead of their plastic cards. Uh, I would say that, uh, and, and I don't say that everyone will start using uh, a little bit more. You should, should maybe try to do pay with a smartphone-based wallet. You should try to uh, get a, uh, a passive wearable to see what 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 is good a good fit for you actually, uh, and uh, see how. What fits your life situation? That's us. Yeah, it's interesting to see. I know, like my parents, they're, they're old school. They they were like, oh, I'm not doing online banking. They're very much, I need to go to the bank to move stuff around. And then about five years ago, I was like, just try it. Let's just see it, see how it goes. And now they absolutely love it because it's a lot easier. I think it's just getting that people to take that initial step to go actually try something like this, and it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Yeah, and that that is something that the banks can help us out with. For example, what we're doing with MasterCard is that they have something called the payment help here in, in Sweden. Uh, they are that they're doing together with the banks. So we are uh, helping them and uh, exhibiting at like uh, senior citizen trade shows and that kind of stuff where where they show uh, you know senior citizens new ways of paying. Uh, and they help them out with, you know, banking services and everything, online banking and everything. But they also show them about my my father-in-law. Uh, uh, he's uh, uh, over seventy, uh, uh, a conservative lawyer, and um, 
And a few years ago, uh, uh, he he asked me if he could get one of uh, one of uh, my key rings because he had problems getting uh, the the wallet out of his pocket and yeah. the cards out of the the wallet. So I uh, so can can, can you uh, get me one of your key rings? I said, of course, uh, definitely. Uh, so I gave him one, and three months later, I asked him, "Have you been using your key ring anything uh, lately?" So. I'm using it all the time. It has completely changed the way how to pay because I just have it in my in my jacket pocket and I use it, take it up uh, together with my keys, and I pay. Uh, and there is something you see that you can actually help people out uh, uh, in in a good way. Yeah. So you have everything ranging from seven year old, eight year old up to a ninety five year old. You yeah. can actually reach all of them with this whole spectrum. Okay, nicely. Just going to dial back one thing you mentioned before. Obviously, you mentioned the death of the plastic card. Why do you think that's going to happen? No, because the the uh, I'm, I'm quite dramatic when I say death because I, I think there is a more of a, a a slow decrease of usage. But I, I normally say death because it sounds more cool. <laughs> uh, no, but but I would say that the uh, the de- decrease of, uh, of of the plastic cards is that number one you the the form factor of the plastic card is uh is is flat and it's they, they have the, uh, this magnetic field that you you swiped it you don't need to do that anymore because it's contactless and also the 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 plastic card was also fitted into the wallet and when you don't need a wallet anymore why do you need the plastic card so that's that that is a, the form factor is going to change completely also that the uh the um, the technology that uh, the 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 plastic card is based from is called uh, perso technology, personalized, meaning that that the plastic, the, your all your plastic cards, they are created into what we call a perso factory. Where the, the card manufacturer, they have specific factories where they hard code in your name, your card details into the card, yeah. and then it sends, then they send it out to you uh, via the bank. Uh, that card is very you cannot change anything in it because it's a the, the old personal personalized technique what we're doing is the the tokenized technique meaning that i could change my card details in my ring ten thousand times it doesn't yeah. matter i so so it's it's much more uh longevity in the in the in the tokenized wearables than in the plastic cards also so different ways of uh t- saying that that it will decrease thank you uh, thanks for the appreciation and I'll leave on the last closing uh, last closing question, which is more of a more advice, really. If you could share any advice with entrepreneurs or individuals in particular looking to make a mark in the world of payments, based on your own experiences and insights, what advice would that be? I would say to look at uh, macro trends. What we when we started this. We had like a, a gut feeling that there must happen something with uh, with the the uh, the, uh, the plastic cards because there there will be new ways of paying yeah and uh, so we saw that as soon as we saw that you could actually work with these tokenized uh, platforms that you could actually take the card and put it into some in a completely different form factor and that the the wallet will probably disappear because no one is using wallets anymore especially not the younger generations so we looked at like a on a macro perspective and thought that this is something that will probably happen we take a bet on it which we did and evidently it was 
we're not there yet, but it looks like we uh, bet on the right horse in that sense. Uh, and I would say that th that is something that I, that could be transferred into uh, into other sectors, of course. That if you feel and you see that something big is going to change, because now we're standing in in, in terms of payments, we're standing in in front of, and we have already started this this change is that this shift from you know bills and uh, the same thing that it was from bills to to when you started using plastic cards. This is the same big shift that you're going from plastic cards into wearable payments. Yes. So if you can find something similar to that uh, in other sectors, I would, I would, that is would be my advice. Uh, yeah. To see what the next natural step is. Yes. Okay, fabulous. Well, what we'll do to this, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast. It's great to get your insights into the, obviously the payment landscape, but also Tapster itself and what, what services it provides to sort of tackle this land, landscape. And um, so it's greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening.